Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Cool. All right. Let me know when you're ready. I'm ready, motherfucker. All right. Here we go. The film list. You got a list. Send it to us. The film list at gmail.com. Hello, folks, and welcome back. The film list is a proud member of the DVR Podcasting Network. Go to dvrpodcast.com for all the great podcasts that will be coming out and are out. we got Axel and Ahus doing The Leftovers. we got Podcast Winterfell. The Small Council has taken over. we got all kinds of stuff coming out. And The Filmless is officially a part of the DVR Podcasting Network. I'm excited. I sold my soul to Axel Foley, and he now controls everything. So today, what we're going to do, we're going to catch up, talk about some TV and film we've been watching, and maybe get into some theories. Not so much plot, some stuff might be plot driven, so spoilers for certain things, we'll let you know. But uh, to come back on the film list, I finally got my setup in the new Casa de Solo. I, I'm feeling good, looking good. Speaking of looking good, Mr. Axel Foley, how you doing, buddy? Solo, S-O-L-O, Solo. Dude, I'm so happy to be here on the film list talking to Solo, man. This is awesome, baby. Just talking different stuff that we've been watching, and I'm excited. We actually have a freaking website, dude. <laughs> oh, a website we've have we ever had a website did lost mythos have a website lost mythos did have a website it did um i it, that was back in the day where i was like building it in like dreamweaver or something and i'd have to load the folders this is like wordpress man i can i have done basically all the posts and the whole website like from my phone Dreamweaver, coming through tonight. Hey, can that's I? Awesome. Can I start off with something that's totally not even on our list? Speaking because you just started singing. <laughs> yeah, sure. Did you see the Rock and Roll sure. Hall of Fame? I did. I I haven't watched the whole thing yet. Um, I watched ELO, uh, and then okay. Lady Solo was getting tired, so we fast forwarded to Pearl Jam, and we'll, of course watched the Pearl Jam. But I'm going to go back and watch the other ones because I love the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, I I was for some reason I don't listen to a lot of music and I I was just listening to some music while I was playing a video game and then I had taped it and I was like, "Oh, let me watch it." And I I ended up staying up to like 3 in the morning. I watched it all. It was great, man. Pearl Jam was great. Everybody was great. But the thing that really threw me was Yes doing Long Distance Runaround. You know that song? Long Distance. You know what I'm talking about? Run run. Yes. Run around, long <laughs> time waiting. Okay, um, but uh, the guy can still <laughs> sing like that, and he's like ancient, bro. Dude, he is ancient, but uh, it was <laughs> I'm gonna go back and watch the rest of it. Yeah, it that blew show, me away. you know what's show? I mean, it is edited down. You can tell the speeches because um, 
I think on Facebook, I posted the full Pearl Jam acceptance speech and they definitely edited it because, but uh, David Letterman, I guess Neil Young was supposed to induct them. And then uh, Letterman came in, but he's like up there in the balconies, all the Pearl Jam drummers, because they <laughs> went through so many. It was pretty, it was pretty, it was pretty awesome. Um, I, I, I love on iTunes. They have a lot of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame music. So I have tons of it because there's so many great covers, people joining in. You got like Axl Rose and Bruce Springsteen doing, I think, yeah. come together. You know, it's like, it's awesome. I love when the musicians, when they did Rockin' in the Free World, I, I felt like there was going to be more. That even fell short because when Pearl Jam does Rockin' in the Free World, it usually goes on for eight minutes. So they definitely cut that out of the broadcast. But yeah, it was a good show. DJ Timmy Hines liked it too. Yeah, yeah. I Yeah, I, you know, um. I was listening to some podcast where they were talking about that and they were saying that they don't really do the jam at the end as much anymore. Like it's really hard to kind of negotiate oh, that, okay. you know? Um, and I mean, the worst part of the whole thing, I felt kind of bad, but it's like <clears throat> journey comes out and um, Steve Perry I thought I did. I, I mean, I don't know about Journey. I just thought maybe they're not friends. Oh, okay, he's there, and then he doesn't sing with them. They have the dude. Um, I think his name is Arnold Pinyu, and I know that because I watched the documentary. But you know, remember they got that Filipino kid who could sing exactly like him. Yeah, that was weird. I guess they. It was the first time <laughs> Steve Perry and together what what are you laughing at? no i'm just laughing you were kind of pausing you were like thinking about it yeah that was weird but it was just <laughs> no. it was just strange man I, I i don't know i mean i get it you've got it the kid is in the band you know what i'm saying but it's like do one song with steve perry or something and even pearl jam did that you notice that the first drummer was what's his yeah, name i always want to say dave grusian but it's it's something like that it's like I, yeah, yeah yeah i think you're right it's either cruising or Grusin. cruising because dave grusian is that famous jazz piano player composer uh it's something like that right but yeah the fact that they hadn't played in 20 something years that i thought that was awesome yeah. even matt cameron who took over in like 98 he didn't you know sometimes they'll play the two drummers or with ringo Starr because he can't play the drums so well so they bring in someone else to play with them but they they let him do um alive which was awesome from the 10 album so that was cool and he was about to walk off and eddie grabbed him and is like hey come on do a bow so that was pretty cool yeah that was cool man i think that the, i mean pearl jam's awesome when you think it's so funny too in bands how like matt cameron comes out and he's like thank you to my brothers in Soundgarden," and then you start thinking about it and you're like that dude was in Soundgarden for like six or seven years, and he's been in Pearl Jam for 20 years, and we still think of him as the guy from Soundgarden who joined Pearl Jam. Well, yeah, I mean, he um, he technically, yeah, because Soundgarden came out with a new album a few years ago, and he went back. I oh, mean, but okay, he's still, I didn't know that. Okay. Just Soundgarden just doesn't do a lot of, uh, they don't release albums. Like Pearl Jam constantly is touring and releasing albums where, and then, you know, Eddie does some solo stuff. Oh, okay. uh, but no, he it's amazing. Like he's the drummer for two of the biggest 90s bands, you know, like it's just, it's, it's, it's crazy. 20 documentary by Cameron Crowe. There's a great, how they recruited Matt Cameron, uh, how he had to learn like 225 songs. 
in a short period of time before they went on tour when they asked him to join. So he really, uh, he's pretty awesome. Man, dude, I could never be. Change magic. Yeah. A little yellow for you. All right, baby. I can still hit those notes. All right, buddy. What do you want to talk about first? Um, I don't know. I, I had. You want to talk about this gunslinger trailer? Oh yeah, you want to you want to hit that? What did you think about the gun? Let's talk about the gunslinger trailer. Now this is of course the trailer for the gunslinger movies that they're doing um, based on the Stephen King novels. I think there were six books, right? In the gunslinger. I don't know the Dark series, Towers the Dark series. Tower series, right? And um, this is not only films, but they're basically launching like a franchise. They're they're supposedly shopping a TV show um, that kind of traces the background of the gunslinger who's played by Idris Elba, um, and then they're going to do the films at the. So they're trying to make this into like this kind of franchise type thing and you know man i'm a huge gunslinger fan some people may not know i have a tattoo from the gunslinger on my arm that that the the first did you know that solo oh i remember that when we took a shower together that's right oh yeah you saw that yeah you put a lot of soap on (laughs) you kept on trying to rub it off i was like no that's a tattoo you know and then you just said is that temporary or is that birthday you just like touching my velvety red skin um, but, um, uh, I don't know, dude, I did not, I, I could tell, I mean, they've made changes. I always say a book is a book, a film is a film, but I'm just not super excited. I'm going to watch it, but I just, it didn't really like, it wasn't like watching like a star Wars trailer for me and I wish it could have been, but I don't mm-hmm. know. And I love Idris, man. Yeah. I've never read the books or anything, so I'm going in blind. Cool to me. I, I, I like the way it looked. It looks like a cool world. I don't have a, an attachment to the books or anything, but uh, so it stinks because, you know, here, here we go. Another another thing where they have book community and non-book community, BRs, non-BRs. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah, that's right, dude, because they're going to do a TV show, so there'll be, like, podcasts for it, too. Yeah. 90 but podcasts. It's just, you know, it's just, fra- you know, I just, I'm just kind of spent on these franchises, you know? I mean, look, they're, they can be fun and everything, but I think they do crowd out the ability for the studios to make those mid-range kind of adult dramas that really they don't make anymore. But yeah. it is what it is. Maybe they'll and those kind of things end up on Netflix and Amazon now because it looks like they're spending so much money uh, to buy right. films like right out of Sundance now. So, but mm-hmm. I mean, look, I'm gonna I'm not gonna go see the movie in the theater, but I'll catch it on Blu-ray or something. I just fear though from the looks of it, I don't know, man. It look it's like they kind of took, they just be, it looks they just kind of, um homogenized it you know they just kind of made it bland and they took out the really weird aspects because it's really one of Stephen King's it's a lot more fantasy than it is even like horror or sci-fi or anything it's kind of his fantasy book you know mm-hmm. and it, it just doesn't look like it just they kind of took it just it doesn't have the same mystery 
I, I guess when I was introduced to it at the potential that it could have, but what are you going to do, man? That's what they do these days, you know, and they kind of make, they kind of make it a mid range. And I think it's even like PG 13. Oh, okay. Oh, I can go. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to ask mama solo. <laughs> no, no, I can go. I can go on my own. Fantastic. <laughs> mama solo can i see the gunslinger no solo you are well my child. all my fantasy football teams are the gunslingers but it has nothing to do with the dark tower series what does it have to do with everyone that's uh usfl team the san antonio gunslingers i just loved gunslingers as the the name the old 80s football league that lasted a few seasons in the 80s oh, that's they that lasted cool, a few man. seasons in the 80s that sounds good. Yeah, I just love the gunslingers. That's always been my, I don't know. I'm a gunslinger. You are, baby. You know, I really am. I am. I'm going to bring up one thing to you, Axel. I'm, I haven't, I, I'm not into too many sitcoms. Uh, I guess the only, the office and stuff, that's not technically a sitcom because it's one camera. But, the, you know, your traditional sitcoms. And when I first saw an episode of Big Bang Theory, maybe four or five years ago, I was like, eh, I'm not, you know, I don't feel like watching geeks and all this stuff. But Lady Solo got me into it. And I've been watching a lot. And I got to I got to say, the show is pretty funny. Now, it's in its 10th and final season. And, you know, some episodes are good now. Some are bad. But it's really funny. And I, I know you haven't really watched it. But I've been going back and watching the old episodes when they're on TV. And I really, I, I, I got to say, I really enjoy it. And it, it's a lot of fun. You know, I, I, I haven't checked it out. As I've spoken about before, I kind of have an aversion to laugh tracks. Or even, even maybe that is even a live studio audience. I'm sure they pepper it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I'm not much of a sitcom guy. But I have to admit something. You know, I could make fun of it, and I have, but you can't deny the thing's been on for so long. And actually, I will say that that was my dad and my bro- my little brother's like favorite show. They would always bother me, be like, "Watch The Big Bang Theory." I tried watching it a couple times. I just couldn't get into it. But I could believe that it's written well because I did actually see a bunch of episodes of um, Two and a Half Men. <laughs> No, Donald's <laughs> new podcast on the DVR Podcast Network, Donald doing Two and a Half Men. Dude, if we could get Donald rewatch. to do a Two and a Half Men rewatch from the jump. Dude, I'll pay him. I'll, I'll physically pay him to do a Two man, and a Half Men. If I had a million dollars, man, I would. I, it, a lot of that money would go into podcasters' mon- uh, hands. Is That's all yeah. I'm saying, dude. Cause we well, I didn't say I'd stuff. pay him a lot. <laughs> a lot of money. I'm just saying I'd pay him. Like two bucks a show or something. You give them some Burger King coupons. That'd be awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'm, I just know that that's from the same guy, Chuck Lorre, and I think it's kind of in that vaudevillish type tradition. You know, like it's a it's a separate world. I'm not into it, but who knows, man? I could find myself watching reruns in 15 years and laughing sitting on my couch or something. You know, but it's just not something that I. There's so much great shit on. Um, but I can totally see it, that it, being a couple show. You know, we, I didn't think I hated it when I first came I'm like, oh, this is stupid, blah, blah, blah. But then 
we were just chilling one day and I'm like, all right, I'll give it another shot. And I just, for some reason, whatever mood I was in, I, I liked a lot. I like all the whole, I love the actors in the show. And what's funny is there's a bunch of Roseanne alums, you know, uh, which is funny. And the fact that I just read that Roseanne, they're doing like a limited eight episode series. Roseanne's coming back and yeah. ABC wants to do it, but might outbid them. So, I mean, what are you feeling like? I mean, I don't watch Full House, Fuller House, or anything. What do you, what do you th- think about like Arrested Development and all these shows like coming back? Is it something that do you get nostalgic for it, or is it just if it was your type of show? Maybe. I mean, like, you know, man. After seven years, I don't know. It, it's so old hat by now, right? That I think that it's kind of worn me down. It's just like when this gunslinger thing hit. A couple years ago, even, I might have been like, oh, they fucked up the, you know, blah, blah, and being all upset. But I was like, whatever, dude, because I do feel like who knows in, in, you know, they redo everything. So in 15 or 20 years, they could have some indie director doing the gunslinger and it's fantastic. And he does the book as it is like Roseanne coming back. I didn't watch Roseanne all the way through. I guess Dan dies in it and she wins the lottery or some shit. So no, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. Cause people are like, how can the show come back if Dan, if John Goodman's dead, but it's like, who cares? Uh, maybe a ghost. Yeah. Or, or they just say it was a dream <laughs> that she had, you know, yeah. uh, if it's a good, what, what I mean is everything is, even though they're, these are sequels and continuations, sometimes somebody does something interesting. Not all the time, you know? Yeah. Um, who knows? I, I don't know if I'm going to watch it. I mean, I don't have a huge interest in Roseanne. Didn't she run for, like, president or, like, sell peanuts or weed or something? Like in real life or in the show? <laughs> <laughs> in real life. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know, I'll be honest. I haven't followed Roseanne oh, in a long time. I haven't been hitting those Roseanne but, uh, blogs. Yeah, no, you know, you know, the, 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 the second podcast Donald's going to do is Roseanne. I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't know if I'll listen, but uh, no, just kidding, Donald. Um, so, yeah, so they brought back one of my favorite shows, Prison Break. Mm. And I watched the first, I think, I'm assuming you watched one and hated it. <laughs> No, I didn't hate it. It was just not super awesome. You it's, know? I will say, the th- I think the third episode I we just watched, third or four, was really good. Um, it was a really good episode. I, I'm in. I, lo- I love that Wentworth Miller. He, doesn't, he hasn't aged. In a, he looks the same. Um, you know, and I watched 24. Did you watch 24 Legacy? or? Yeah, uh... I think I made Did it you? I made it about the same amount, like an episode and a half. Maybe I I might have even watched more and just not even been paying attention. <laughs> um, but both yeah. of them didn't seem like they were doing anything new. Like for me, the thing that annoyed me with Prison Break is the uh, the first season of Prison Break is to me it is really one of the greatest seasons of television. There may be people laughing at me. I know you probably agree with me, Solo. I, I do, actually. I think it was a yeah. inventive. There was a lot of the whole backstory of 
um, you know, Michael Schofield, you know, tattooing himself and breaking in, you know, getting in trouble to go to prison to free his brother. And just the fact that he, he was smart and he, he was an engineer, but he had this, you know, he thought differently, that whole concept. And then you throw in the prison aspect. It just it, it was an awesome idea. Yeah, I, I loved it. I loved it. And I thought they did a great job of writing it, too. Like, yeah, there were some little stupid B things. Oh, this guy's going to get him, you know, the war, war, the warden. And then, you know, you didn't know how it's going to work. And then in the end, it just was super cool. And it really worked. And then they really didn't know where to go with the show because they got out of prison. <laughs> you know, right? Well, they got into a few other prisons. Yeah, I know, but that's that was what was I so silly. That's what I mean. Like, this did not seem to me, okay, like, the way that Star Wars did it. If you're going to get the gang back together and you're going to kind of make a remake to restart something, then pay homage to the original, like, let us have some fun with it. It's so serious. Both 24 and prison break are so serious and they're so formulaic. And it's not like they said, okay, let's do something new. They just wrote another season of prison break. They just did another season of 24. They didn't, I would have thought that they, you know, it would have been a great story that like, um, there was some kid, you know, who's now in his early thirties, who in his teens or twenties loved prison break. And now he's like a producer or a director and he kind of comes in and gives life to it. Or, you know what I'm saying, dude? Like, I don't know. It just, it's, it's kind of like, it's a cash grab, you know? No, it is. I, I, I am, I agree with you on the 24, uh, though the last like three or four episodes w- were really good, and Tony Almeida came back, but it's oh. just it's not it's not the same. It's not Kiefer Sutherland. You know, I like the actor um, who played Doctor Dre. I can't remember his name. I do right not, the- dude. I think that the- I don't know why. I li- they- no, oh, let sorry. me finish, Axel. <laughs> sorry, Solo. I liked him in straight. <laughs> I liked him in Straight Outta Compton, and I I liked the actor, but not in this role. Oh, okay, okay. He just doesn't. Him and his wife are just they just don't fit. I understand they're trying to go a different route. I just they would have been great as more supporting characters. Like if he was like the uh, Bailey Chase who plays like the tough or kind of a ctu guy gave if they gave him that role and they should have gave it to yvonne strahovski who was in the last 24 with Kiefer sutherland she would have been awesome a kick-ass you know jack bauer type that i thought maybe they should have gone female with it but i don't know they just i thought the casting yeah it just didn't it didn't have that star power that we need that Kiefer had uh, you know, nothing against him. It's just, you know, it just didn't, but it just didn't work. Uh, Prison Break, though, I love. And even though it's the same thing, I'm just, I'm in. I know that they went a little crazy with conspiracies and <laughs> all this stuff throughout the seasons, but it's my like guilty pleasure, like your reality TV, like Prison Breaks, like my show. Even though I thought Prison Break was awesome in there, I mean, it was crazy at some points. It was like, okay. Like, you know, it gets a little ridiculous, but I just kind of, I dug it Yeah, or watching it. Well, when I interrupted you you there, I'm sorry I interrupted you so Um, (laughs) You know what? Don't let it happen again. (laughs) Oh, wait, I interrupt you every five seconds. (laughs) Never mind. 
it's all right, buddy. Um, but uh, what I meant was, I, I I don't really like that actor, man. I think he's boring as hell, and I thought he was boring as hell in Straight Outta Compton. He has no energy to me. He looks fucking half asleep. And in twenty four, he looked <laughs> fucking weed, asleep dude. too. I don't. Yeah, he looked. Maybe he is stone. I don't know because I do not. I do not think he is a dynamic. Like Kiefer Sutherland had this energy about him that you just felt like he was gonna fucking kill somebody. At like he just like walk into a door. Yeah, and he's like shaking. You know what I mean? Like Jack fucking Bauer. But uh, that, <laughs> Jack Bauer would do anything. Yeah, he would freaking. Would rape your dog and shoot up a Seven Eleven <laughs> if it meant saving the president, you know, dude. Listen, man, Jack Bauer is a fucking man, but that dude was boring as hell. But um, yeah. I mean, look, maybe it'll get better or something. But I, I don't know. It doesn't. It didn't. It just didn't seem that inspired to me. You know, what are you gonna do? All right, so Axel, I <laughs> unfortunately I got rid of stars recently and then of course american gods <laughs> comes out and you were like hey let's do a podcast about it i'm like i got rid of stars so uh i think one episode has aired yeah yeah it's just been the premiere so what did you think i haven't seen it but i want to know what the folo is this your show or is this eh? um what do you think i think uh i like it man i like it it's really interesting um it's a really interesting experience because I feel like if this show, I don't know, I feel like they did a lot and the community, the fan community around, because I know Neil Gaiman wrote this story. I'm not sure whether this was a book or a graphic. I'm not into Neil Gaiman. I haven't read anything. I think he kind of does like graphic novels and novels. And I mean, I know he's a really uh, creative dude, um, but I thought it was interesting, but I guess what I'm saying is I had to kind of know a little bit going in, I felt, but then my wife watched it with me and she didn't know anything and I didn't think she was going to like it and she really liked it. It's a pretty cool show. I mean, it's a weird supernatural um, show. I mean, basically it's about, from what I understand, I don't think this is spoiling anything. It's basically like, what if there were like polytheistic gods so there's no like god but they are like superhumans you know like thor or something like that right Mm -hmm. and they walk among us but they also control a certain amount of what happens in the world and their battles with each other become like political in nature because there are as the title is it seems to be american gods as well as like European gods or Asian gods, or now it seems to be like new versus old. So it's setting up an interesting story. It's by Brian Fuller, who did Hannibal most recently, and he worked with David Slade, who's a great director. It's got a lot of the Hannibal shit, man. There is a lot of blood and like exploding people. And um, I don't want to give away a crazy sex type of thing that happens, but it's, it's kind of the way they did it was pretty cool. Um, but it's definitely worth checking out. It's not off the bat to me. It's not a game of Thrones. It's not a Fargo. It's not a better call. Salt. just some of the stuff that's on now. I mean, initially you think game of Thrones, of course, but it might be, it might become that. 
Um, I'm a little wary. I'm not a huge Fuller guy. I liked Hannibal, but it got a little bit repetitive. And I mean, it's beautiful. I can't deny the artistry. Yeah. But it just seemed to be like the same concept over and over. And it's like, okay, I fucking get it. There's blood. But uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> there will be blood. Yeah. Well, there will be. But um, I don't know. They, th- what I like is that they've got a story here. And they've got a fan oh, base, good. <laughs> you know, well, I mean an existing story, you know, they've got no, a I framework know, yeah, to work off of. Um, but I would give it a sh- I, I think you should watch it. I wasn't ready to like emergency pod it or anything, but I, I think you should mm-hmm. check it out. You might dig it, man. I think it could be kind of cool too. It reminded me okay. a little bit of Preacher. Uh, okay. Which I really ended up really liking. But it kind of reminded me a bit of Preacher, where it's this weird world that's not, it's like fantasy stuff, but it also has a lot of like that kind of like earth stuff in it, you know, like um, it, it's very primal. Okay. So Billions you've watched. I have not yet watched Billions. I know you've recommended to me. I've just been behind on shows. We're in season two of Billions right now, or did it just end? Billions, baby! Billions. Yeah. Uh, no, it's got one more episode Billions. left, man. I okay. love... Dude, Solo. It, yeah. Honestly, if there was one show that you don't watch that you should watch, it's Billions. Because you would fucking love this show. You would love it. <sighs> I'm telling you, man. You've got to watch it. The, 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 and the second season is even better than the first. I am so shocked. I think a lot of people wrote this show off after the first season. but the And the second season started off a little bit because it's basically a setup. You've got Damian Lewis playing this rich prick billionaire stock guy, right? And then you've mm-hmm. got Paul Giamatti playing the attorney general um of a of the southern district in New York. So basically what Giuliani was and what's his name uh the guy who became governor Spitzer like all these guys mm-hmm. who have rose, risen to power in New York. And what 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 binds them together is that Giamatti's wife is a therapist, is a motivational therapist that has known Damian Lewis since they were kids. And she works there and she like pushes on the stock guys. Like they'll come in and be like, I didn't meet my quota. And she'll be like, are you a fucking winner or are you a fucking loser? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's why you would love it, dude. Because there's so oh, many nice. stupid, crazy, macho bullshit uh, monologues. And the funny thing is, is that they all know they're being that way. And they kind of make it's really it's written well, it's acted well, and it just seems like they had a great time doing the first season and they actually found their stride in the second. It's really nice. great, man. I, I think people people are sleeping on Billion season two, but the last episode two, the kicker going into the finale, it was pretty badass. I have to say. Awesome. Yeah. I will watch it, I promise. Billions, baby. And we'll do a podcast like a two-hour extravaganza where we go through the first two seasons. 
I would be down for that because I think you're really going to like it. And I wasn't a huge, I'm not a Giamatti guy, but he kind of, uh, he snuck up on me. And, oh, you know who it has too. You know who the wife is, right? No. It's Jax's wife. I never remember her name. It's Jax's wife from uh, Sons of Anarchy. Oh, Mad Men. Yeah. yeah. Um, God, I don't remember her name because I haven't watched Sons of Madeline Stowe, whatever. No, it's not. Um, okay, I like her. I'm glad I remember her name. But yeah, no, I like that actress. Cool. That's an interesting parallel. She is a she. She kind of fits that bill, but she's really good yeah. in this, and she's fucking tough. Um, oh, I, I I've always I liked her right off the bat yeah. in Sons, and then I saw her a few episodes in Mad Men when I watched some of Mad Men. Um, uh, I just want to say real quick, uh, you know, I haven't been watching many movies, Folo. I, you know, I want to go see Guardians of the Galaxy, and we, we got to find time to go to the movies. But I watched Patriots Day and Inferno. Patriots Day, of course, the Mark Wahlberg, Peter Berg movie about the Boston Marathon bombing. I enjoyed it. I knew everything that happened because I, um, so it hit close to home, and. I knew everything that happened, so it was kind of like almost a recap for me. But and they they really did a good job with the film, so I really and I it was a little sad for me, but um, it was I don't know if it was too soon, but it was well done. So it's worth whenever it's on HBO or if you have Netflix or whatever, it's worth seeing. And Inferno's the third installment of the da Vin- like the Da Vinci Code trilogy with. Uh, with Tommy Hanks. Oh yeah, I saw that. I saw that. I, you, I didn't think you saw it. I didn't, dude. I didn't even fucking. You forgot what it was. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't. You even, think a towering inferno? Yeah, I. Th- I didn't know if you're talking about Green Inferno because I did watch that and that was crazy. <laughs> but no, I didn't. I don't remember, dude. What did you think of this movie? Um, I like the the clues and all that kind of stuff. Um, I didn't see the twist coming. Um, I thought it was good. It was a good rental. I didn't, I wasn't yeah. like in love with it. Yeah. Like I really like the Da Vinci code. Uh, the second movie angels and demons I thought was pretty good. This one, it wasn't awful. It just, you know, I like Sir Timothy Hanks, but, uh, <laughs> did you like it at all or? No, you probably Sir, hated it. Sir Tommy you hated Hanks. it. No, no, I agree with you. It was a, it was like a good like Saturday night rent with the lady, chill, yeah, kind of stupid. Exactly we did, you yeah. know, make fun of it a little bit. I just, I thought it was a little sad for Tom Hanks though, because it's like they could, they kept on trying to like put him in peril, but he's like just not an action guy. So he's like climbing. Oh, he's like they have to climb this long pole, like walk this kind of pole that's above the cathedral or the art museum. Oh yeah, the plank. Yeah, yeah the, the plank. Uh, yeah, and she's like kind of walking around doing it, and he's like hugging it like he's a three-year-old, like scooching <laughs> down. <laughs> and then the biggest action thing he does. <laughs> my wife and I were cracking up, dude. We kept on. T- I still joke about this. 
like his biggest stunt was like there's a brick wall that's about seven feet high. <laughs> you remember this part? <laughs> and yeah. he like tries to jump out of it and he falls. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. yo, is Tom Hanks okay? He just fell like three inches. Okay. <laughs> Sir Timothy Hanks. It was just a little bit, uh, yeah, I liked it, man. It was kind of fun. And you're right. I like the clue shit too. You know, it keeps you going, right? Yeah, I'm glad I see. I have a new thing. I used to just buy like I would have bought it sight unseen and watched it. Now I just I do two discs a month and I don't buy Blu-rays unless it's something I have to have, like a collector's edition of some movie I love. And I've I've stopped just buying stuff all the time, you know. And uh, so this one, I'm glad I did the because, you know, whenever I buy a movie and it's not that good, I would justify paying 25 bucks to own it. And I'd be like, oh, no, no, it's it's pretty good. Yeah, it deserves to be in the collection. Then it just collects dust. Yeah. All right. We got it. We got a hit before we get to your reality roundup. Um, and don't forget, we you got to mention the arrival. We were supposed to talk about the arrival last time. We never we just totally skipped it. Um, so we're going to skip it again. <laughs> we're going to. Because <laughs> we've got to talk about Twin Peaks too, but let's hit three FX or oh, two FX shows and an AMC show. Okay. So season three of Fargo just started. Seasons one and two, I freaking loved. Uh, what do you think so far of season three? Um, I love the cast. I don't quite know if but, I understand the casting of Ewan McGregor as the, the brothers yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to be honest with you. I don't know any spoilers. But immediately it signaled to me that one of them would die early on. Um, but that's just what I thought, because why is he playing mm-hmm. two dudes? Um, they're not twins. It didn't seem to really add anything. But he's doing a great job. Well, they're brothers, so they're... Just yeah, I know, but it yeah. just... I, it seemed a little stunt. I, I don't know. I, I, I think it's great, man. I think it's great. It's Fargo... Noah Hawley is fantastic. That guy is a phenom. I didn't realize that he also like writes novels and wrote a film that's coming out and like, but it just seemed to me and Carrie Coon. I love her. She's amazing. Who is she in? The leftovers. She the sheriff. Yeah, she's the sheriff. Oh, I don't watch. Oh, I don't watch the leftovers. Sorry. Oh fuck you, man! You don't even listen to the leftovers DVR podcast. No, I listen. I don't know what's going on. I just listen. <laughs> you just like wanna... I do that with Bubba. I drain. I stopped watching the strain, but I just listen to their podcast. So I just on the DVR podcasting network, I listen to everything, even if I haven't watched it. Nice. Um, long story short, short DVR solo. I think it's great. I think the acting's great. I'm going to keep watching it. I love every episode, but I wish they had done something different. I agree. I I like it. I'm not like, oh my god, I can't wait to see the next episode. But it's 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 solid, and yeah. I'll I'll be watching. Well, I think that um, they, it's like th- this is how I feel. They ended the story last year. We saw, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, because we had the yeah. Oh, I was just gonna say we're Go gonna ahead. say the same thing. You do the daughter yeah. and the father, right? Whatever, no spoiler there, but that's what season one and two of Fargo were. So I thought they would come out with season three and do something like smaller, you know, not have the same 
crazy guy who's going to kill people, not have the same oh, yeah. aw shucks friend or whatever. Like, it's just, it's, it's great, but it's, it doesn't feel like now I know that he did Legion too. And my understanding from listening to the watch podcast on the ringer network uh, with Andy Greenwald, Chris Ryan, those guys are great. Uh, is that it was kind of rushed and it seems to me that it was that they just wanted to put out another season of Fargo, which isn't really like FX, but Mm. you know, it happens. And maybe after this season, he'll realize that maybe it'll be the last season, but it seemed to me that they, they finished it. And I thought it would be great if I, when I heard you McGregor is going to play and then she's going to be, I thought that, Oh, maybe they're doing something really different, but it's kind of like the same story. You betcha. Yeah. You bet. You know, like a guy accidentally, this happens. And then the, unfortunately, Oh, Oh, Axel. I, uh, yeah. You ran over my foot. <laughs> Do you see what I'm Finish saying? There. Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. I'm going to go pick up some bagels. Some bagels. <laughs> That's fancy. Oh, so, yeah. All they have little holes in them. All of a sudden, I'm Scottish. <laughs> I, I can't do Fargo. It's too long. No, fucking Fargo. Yeah, man. Fargo. That, okay, so me and Lady Solo, the Americans is our show. I'm conflicted with this season. Your views. Okay, so I love the characters in the Americans. I am, uh, I think, uh, Frank Langella is fantastic. Big fan. I love Elizabeth and Philip. And I even like the daughter. I like how they throw Henry in here and there. He's like, he's like the son in Homeland. They like, ooh, we're not going to give him too many episodes. Um, much action this season, but I do love the characters, so I'm into it. Uh, it seems a little flat, but I have a feeling big things are coming. Maybe if it's not this season, maybe the next season. But I, I love the show. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think it's one of the stronger seasons. And I'm glad they're not doing as much with the uh, the Christian guy. I can't stand him. I keep waiting for him to be a you know, scumbag, like hit on page or something. But uh, – what do, what do you think of this season of the Americans? Uh, you know, that's kind of, I've heard other people say that I've read some, uh, thinky pieces concerning that. Um, I have not had the same, uh, reaction to it. I, I agree that it hasn't had some of the, um, they've done like they've done, they have done similar breaking bad, like heist ish type episodes before. And they haven't done that many of them. They did a a, a thing or two earlier in the season, Yeah, but I like where it's going because I think that you can see the deterioration happening between them and their connections to the, uh, organization um, and I like that we're in, we're having these whole parts in, uh, in Moscow as well. Yeah. I'm loving it, man. I don't know. I'm just not, I mean, I, I, I see where you're coming from, but it doesn't, uh, I see where you're coming from, but it, it, it isn't concerning me. 
I think, but even though, you know, there's only one season left. Yeah. And that's because I know that the thing is I do what it's doing now because they kind of, I guess that's why I do still enjoy it. I'm it's not I'm not as excited and I'm not like week to week, oh my god, what's gonna happen next week? But I know what they're doing and it really is gonna set up the final season, I think. And they have to kind of go through these character things. But thank God I love the characters. I just I wish a couple episodes here and there were a little more heisty, but you know what? Yeah. The the acting is so well done and I know the direction they're going in, or at least they have to do these things with Stan and with Oleg and all this stuff that I, I that's what keeps me going. Okay. I, no, I, I catch your drift, man. Now, um, have you seen the last episode? Uh, not the one this week. No. Okay. Um, without saying and without spoiling anything, I believe that they, that this episode was vital um, going forward. I think it really okay. lays the ground. I think you're going to be, uh, I think you'll see what I'm talking about. And, and I think it's a little sneaky. I think it's, it's a sneaky show. The Americans yeah. has been kind of boring at times. Like people are like, yeah, oh, everybody loves. I think when people, you know, it's, it's that internet thing. And, and the fan, when people are like, why aren't you watching the Americans? And then they expect to tune in and see like game of Thrones where yeah. they're going to be riveted by some crazy shit. And that is not what the Americans is. So no, no, it hasn't really. But I can see you're thinking going into the last season. It's getting a little slow, but I kind of like that. I think that they're. I think they're slowing us down to to, to go ramp us back up. Exactly. Yeah. This, yeah. This, yeah. No. I, I. I. I've been a little like after the episode. It's like I liked the episode, but it was missing something. Yeah. But then looking at it as a whole, with what the characters are going through as a whole when it ends to be complete we needed this type of season so i even though i like i know we need it and i'm enjoying it i still miss some things but it's just it's done right so i'm not worried i'll make one one last point on the americans a lot of the energy of the show comes from philip right the the yeah. lead actor and this season, mm-hmm. I think a lot of his character has been confused, angry, upset, and kind of depressed. So I think that that has taken a little bit of the spark out of the show, but it's a necessary evil. Yeah. Okay. You know what? That makes perfect sense to me. That's that's exactly what I was feeling. I just didn't realize kind of what I knew something was missing, and that's what it is. That's why smart. That's why I'm motherfucking here so low on the film list live, baby. Well, you better call Saul if you want to (laughs) get out of trouble. Dude, to me right here, I love the leftover. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to interrupt your ass, Heath Solo, right on this podcast. About about fucking time, dude. This is what I'm talking about. To me, I love the leftovers. Doing the podcast with a hustler. Shout out to him. Also, by the way, the amount of preparation that that dude is putting into each podcast is blowing me away. I have not had to say, wake up a hustler <laughs> even <laughs> once, not even once wow. have I had to say that man. He dude, he's doing like four pages of notes. I am putting it on the website. It's like, what? I'm like, dude, 
he's really knocking it. And then he's doing the whole um, recap. We're doing a recap. It's it's different, man. I'm liking it. But to me, love the leftovers. Better Call Saul, best show on television. Wow. Okay. So before we get into it, so this is what happened to me. I <clears throat> I watched the like the first season. Watched the first couple, and then I for whatever reason stopped. I bought the Blu-ray, marathoned it. Started watching season two. Got about halfway through. Fell off because I was getting a little frustrated with the the Chuck character and just that whole thing. But then they had the marathon before the season. So I recorded the episodes I missed and I cranked through them and I loved the end of the second season. It was exactly what, and then the episodes this season so far, I haven't seen episode four from this week, but it's awesome. I just, I love Mike. I love uh, Kim, the actress who plays Kim. Yeah. She's really good. Dude. She's awesome. Her name's Ray something or whatever. Rhea. Ray, some Ray, yeah, Rhea, but- Rhea, no, Ray, Rhea, 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 Perlman, Rhea, Rhea, Rhea Seahorn, or Rhea Sea. Is it Rhea Seahorn? Jason Seahorn? <laughs> is it Jason Seahorn? <laughs> Why am I coming up with Rhea Seahorn? What the? Wait a second. Did she play free safety for the Giants? Wasn't he a free safety? Uh, Angie Harmon. <laughs> Angie Hart. Was he a free safety? Um, better call Saul, dude. I love it, man. I love it. People have been saying. Some stuff. It's it's slow. Or Rhea Seahorn, baby. Great, good job, man. I was right. Went to George Mason University. Nice. She's five five. Okay. Nice. Comes across taller on TV. Yeah. Well, she is wearing heels a lot, though. Uh, She is. Um, I love this show. I think it is fantastic. I think it is shot out of this world. Uh, the, the effort I've been listening to the, um, I don't remember what it's the better call Saul. I think it's called the better call Saul podcast or something. It's like when they, it's the writer director, they'll get the DP, the lady who does this, the guy who does that. Mm -hmm. Um, and they talk about, they've just got such a team. And I mean, to think that this show started out as like, we're going to, as a joke, right? Let's do a show called better call Saul, like a half hour comedy or something. And then it becomes this. Man, I mean to have a whole, to have like a thirty minutes where nobody talks and it's just Mike taking apart a car or a truck. Oh, dude, it's awesome. Jonathan Banks uh, is the man. I want to when I'm that old. I want to be him. I want to be Jonathan Banks. <laughs> you will. <laughs> That's gonna be so no, dude. I'm gonna be Jonathan Banks. I'm telling you. That's gonna be Walter. me. Walter. Um, he's like he does that thing with his lip when he's like he's like yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start answering my phone like that. Yeah. yeah. Dude, it's it's the, the chicken man this season too, which I love. Oh, uh, everything. I love when Jimmy McGill was in there in the Los Pollos Hermanos oh, or whatever. Baby. Just everything about Los- it. I get I get kind of giddy when I think about Better Call Saul. And I think if you looked on, I haven't been that much on Twitter, but if you look, I think probably after each episode, I'll put like, I love Better Call Saul. It just... I just, <laughs> I just appreciate the show so much. They, they just, they're just making fucking movies, man. You know what I'm saying? They're just making shit and they're working and they're living it. And it's so pure and they're telling a story so true. Yeah. Um, and it just, they give such respect to the actors too on the show. 
that mm-hmm. it's just fantastic, man. Oh, I got a question for you, and it's kind of a spoiler question. Yeah, let's get. Look, can we talk some Better Call Saul spoiler shit? Yeah, let's do let's it get because I got it. some okay. things I want to ask you. Okay, so you know how the the series began in the black and white, and we're assuming it's after Breaking Bad, right? Yes, it is. What if it definitely is? Okay, I'm okay, because this last, I'm gonna let you talk. Okay, let me just throw it out there. So we had one at the beginning of this season, and he had the Kansas City. You know how uh, Kim had the Kansas City Royals shirt on in season two, and I think he's in Kansas City, or he, he had a Kansas City hat or something. It was the the Royals thing there. I thought maybe this was before he becomes Saul and then goes back. Because I'm trying to think. He's in Albuquerque, whatever. He changed his name to Saul Goodman. We don't know yet in the show. Oh, we do. Like We do. You know why? Oh, I, I, I was going with your theory why? because you know I love theories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so even though like halfway through I remembered, I just was waiting to tell you. Okay. One of the first okay. um, in actually in the first, I believe it's because o- there's only been. Oh, he, he's, he watches his commercials, right? Exactly. Yep. Yeah, that's right. He watches okay. his commercials. Okay. I forgot about that. Okay. Yeah. That, but I like, right. I think the Kim connection is right. And if I am correct, as I think myself and many other people have predicted, they're going to do at least a half season, if not a full season of post Breaking Bad, and he is going to fo- try to find Kim. Kim, yeah, because because she's not she wasn't in the Breaking Bad series, right? She never made it. She's not even appearance. mentioned. Mentioned, okay, yeah. But either is Chuck. Yeah. I don't think Chuck I thought he is died when he hit his head. So when he I. hit his head at yeah. Kinko's there, I thought he was dead. I was like, what the? Now you, Chuck, you haven't seen the last episode. Not this week, no. Where they, oh, I guess they okay. go more into the Chicken Man. Okay, okay, uh, okay. We can't talk the real spoiler shit. I want to talk, but. I think uh, okay, next time we will. Yeah, you're going to love, uh, I hope when I was talking, I didn't give it. Oh, you're going to love uh, this episode. No. And I think it's really cool. And I think um, I had a prediction. I had a prediction before that I think I can say without spoiling the episode. Okay. Which, okay. which is everybody's talking about how, Okay. We're supposed to be watching how Jimmy McGill becomes Saul, right? And also, correct. And also, Mike's rise parallel. Yeah. Um, but it is called Better Call Saul. So, everyone, I think, is kind of predicting that, and as you've seen already, that Chuck wants to try to shame him in some way, right? That forces him mm-hmm. to turn into Saul. I have never thought that was going to happen. Because that's not the way these guys write this fucking show. That's not the way they wrote Breaking Bad. It's oh, there's always a turn of the screw, you know, and it's always it, a, a lot of times it has to do with guilt, and especially with uh, Jimmy Saul, it's about guilt. I think mm-hmm. that what's going to happen is Saul's going to do something so fucked up, or Jimmy's going to do something so fucked up that it either causes um, his brother to be shamed or have a reaction and die for real, you know, mm-hmm. from his ailment or something. So 
without getting into specifics, I think that it's going to be Jimmy, that the reason he's going to become Saul is out of guilt, not out of fear or running away or anything like that. It is running away, but because of something that he did, he's going to cement himself as being Saul because in Breaking Bad, he was Saul Goodman. Right, yeah. like you saw no, none of the, you really saw very little of those aspects of depth that we've come to see with this show. You know, nice. That's my prediction, motherfucker. There you have it, live on the film list. All right, or we we end the show. You know what? I think we should name. We're going to talk about Arrival as like the Matt Damon joke on Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> Wait, I didn't do Reality Roundup. Yeah, no, no, I know that. I said oh, before okay. we get to Twin Peaks, oh, okay. and 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 we're gonna say we we didn't have enough time to talk about Arrival. That's gonna be our new uh, thing on the film list. All right, uh, you have to do Reality Roundup this week with Axel. Reality Roundup. I think this is the theme. I love it, baby. I love it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here with a little Reality Roundup. You know I love Reality. Okay, I'm gonna go while you talk. I'm gonna go <laughs> refill my drink, and then I'll be back. <laughs> That's what I was just gonna say. I was just gonna say, you know, I love reality television, and Heath Solo fucking hates it. Okay, not, so just not, keep talking. I'll be, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll catch you in the middle of it. Not only does he hate it minutes. as television, but as an actor himself, he does not like it. Okay, so I will say, reality roundup. Been checking reality. out this. <laughs> I've been checking out this show on Logo called Fire Island. It's about five gay dudes who go to fire island in new york if you don't know what fire island is it is a uh gay male like heaven and it's just a cute little town the beach it's beautiful um and it's just a party place and i think this is a fun show it's been getting a little bit of a press and if you're into any of these kind of uh you know housewives this kind of bullshit where people just hang out and do stupid shit I think you should check it out. Uh-huh. It's called Fire Island. You'll like it. Next Fire up. Fire Island, baby. <laughs> Next up. Below Deck coming out on Bravo. Below Deck Mediterranean style. Yo, they're up in like, where are they? In like Serbia or something like that. Anyway. <laughs> are you asking me? Croatia. No- <laughs> they're in Croatia. I love this show. It's about stupid rich people who go on boats and then the whole show is basically the deck hands and everyone else making fun of them while they serve them. So it's kind of fun because it's not upstairs, downstairs. It's like all downstairs, just making fun of the other people. And then you get to see beautiful sights and beautiful women and beautiful men. If you like that and all that kind of stuff, reality roundup survivor, fantastic season of survivor. Um, this is a season where they tried to get all of the, uh, what are they called? They have some stupid gimmick, of course, but it's like game stars or bad guys versus good. It's game changers. Oh, okay. If you had told me that I might've watched. (laughs) Okay. So it's all, it's all the people who in past seasons have pulled moves either completely stupidly or intelligently, mostly, mostly in the middle. Mostly just people who have done shit to get attention in Survivor before. And then they threw in Ozzy, who's an old favorite, and it's always great to see him. Ozzy but Osbourne? You'd think so. 
but he's better than Ozzy Osbourne because he is a challenge right, beast. Mate. All right, mate. Uh, cheers, mate. Yeah, it's like, Sharon, can you get me this far? Can you get... <laughs> Sharon, we need to get some fish. How are we all eating his rice? Fuck at the moon. <laughs> That's good. I like your Ozzy. I know. That was, came out of nowhere. Um, but this season has <laughs> been like, wait real quick. I'm sorry. I love your Baelish from game of Thrones. The best though. <laughs> I don't but, even know okay. if I can do it. Michael <laughs> Baelish. <laughs> that was a dip. I'm going to have to build it up for, uh, I got our premiere. Excuse me. I'll premiere it on a podcast Winterfell. All right. So I'm going to continue survivor. Something crazy happened is one dude in the middle of a tribal council outed another person as transgender by, by saying this makes them sneaky. They lied to you because this particular person was born a woman and transitioned to a man and is a man now and on the show and tried to use that against them. And everybody, including Jeff, was just like, yo, that's a low blow. And they just asked him to leave without even voting. And it was just really crazy. And a lot of people, you know, it, it got a lot of controversy about what was going on. The, the person in question, uh, the dude named Zeke, eventually was just like, yeah, you know, I think CBS asked, can you air the show? They were like, he was like, yes. Who knows what really happened behind the scenes? I mean, the whole thing could have been planned. It is television. But uh, it got a lot of press, but it goes to show what this season was really about, which was Survivor finally kind of saying, let's just get all the people who go crazy at tribal council or like try to steal food or something like that. So it's not even like bad people. It's just uh, kind of like disruptors. And it's kind of good. You should check it out. I'm, one, one day I'm going to get you to watch Survivor solo. No way in hell. <laughs> All right. Where's Damn. My, where's my theme song? Reality Roundup. Axel just filled you. Reality Roundup. Axel in Alaska. Reality Roundup. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to finish Reality Roundup with great show, fun show, Southern Charm. Got to watch it on Bravo. Been enjoying it. Now Bravo's doing like 18 spinoffs of it. This shit is getting nuts, but my wife and I watch it and make fun of people. That's the end of Reality Roundup. See you next time. Reality Roundup. See you next time on Reality Roundup. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. So May 21st, Twin Peaks is coming back. 18 hours. In talks. Would you like some coffee? Dude, Twin Peaks, are you through your rewatch? No, because uh, Lady Soul has never seen it. So we're going through So I may... I. What I'm probably going to do, because I don't think we're going to be done in time, so I'll just save the episodes for her when she's ready. I'm going to probably watch like the last couple of episodes and fire walk with me again before the 21st on my own. Um, but I, I want to say quick, because uh, Bubba and uh, Mork from Casting Network, uh, 
do uh, Twin Peak podcasts, The Gifted and The Damned. And they do a really good job. They went over the book that Mark Frost came out with. They've been doing a different. And then there's also this awesome podcast, Axel, called Twin Peaks Rewatch. There's these two dudes that they basically recap and go through every episode in the movie. And it's really good. I, I highly recommend the podcast. So I've been listening to them as I've been watching. I've I kind of skipped ahead because, you know, because I pretty much know what happens. But I do want to kind of, I, I you know, do my rewatch. But, I you know, it's slowing down a little bit. I'm excited for the new 18 hours season three. And uh, God, it's weird, man. 25 years later, it, it's coming back. I mean, we've had other than crappy tv movies that come out like when the the hulk came with tv has there ever been a show that do like season three 25 years later i i can't think of it man i i think and and the fact that they've got everybody to come back uh is even more remarkable behind the scenes and in front of the camera you know i know imdb has a list which is extensive uh, there's some people not on there, but I'm assuming people, everyone's coming back at some point. Um, and I think Eddie Vedder has a cameo in Twin Peaks. That's what I'm I'm dude, who wouldn't want to be? It's Twin Peaks, man. It's Twin Peaks, man. It started this all. There would be no Sopranos. There would be no Deadwood. There'd be no Lost. There would be no nothing. Twin Peaks is the first great television show. I know other people may argue with me. All the people love like Mary Tyler Moore, some bullshit. These were all great shows. Cheers. Oh, this is wonderful. But no one had ever before made our films at at that height as Twin Peaks, man. That shit was crazy. Theme music for every character, the way it was shot, acted, the mood, the, the... I mean, the stuff they allowed on network television. Dude, the gruesome when you, uh, well, I don't want to spoil case anyone is in the middle of Twin Peaks or something, but there's a big uh, murder scene in a living room in season two. That's so graphic. Dude, I know. That's what like, this shit was on network TV in 1990. It's, it's insane, man. And it was, and it, and it's David Lynch too. I mean, it was really, yeah, I can't, I try to think, was there a time when there was a director who had already accomplished so much that would, was going to network TV to do a series like this? And I really can't think of it on his, not a movie. Yeah. Not a movie director. Yeah, And on his scale and also his, his weirdness. You know what I mean? It's not like and they he got... didn't. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, man. Interrupted you because we're excited about Twin Peaks. No, I'm just saying, like David Lynch. You know what I love about David Lynch is, yeah, a lot of his movies, you're like, what the hell's going on? But you know what? He sticks to what he wants to do. And, you know, and he just, I, I was talking about this with someone the other day. The reason why, for why, I loved foreign films because the endings always left you questioning and thinking. Where you know wrapped up for me i mean certain shows maybe some movies you feel like you do but there's some i love to just not know what's mm. happened at the end or it's ambiguous or it's yeah. like oh what did he mean you know and i just i really am a david lynch fan 
even though I don't understand half his movies, but uh, Twin Peaks, I just loved. And I didn't watch Twin Peaks till later, till, oh, dude, like maybe 20, 2008, or uh, it was not too long ago. And I marathoned it, and me and Donald did. And it was freaking, I was just like, because I can't believe that. 18 years I, between Twin Peaks era and I watched. I didn't know who killed Laura Palmer. <laughs> I, I kept off spoilers. That's incredible. Dude, I remember we watched, uh, I've told this story on many a podcast, but my family and I watched the entire first season of Twin Peaks. Myself, my little sister, my older brother, my stepfather, and my mother. We watched every episode of the first season, and then my sister and I watched every episode of the second season how what kind of a family is that that was just weird man <laughs> but it's like i'm telling you, that was my mom and my stepfather had eclectic taste and they loved that show but yeah. it was just it was very uncomfortable to watch with your parents at the age i was as well but um it i mean it was groundbreaking man and it was also really great and david lynch is crazy you know he is a big practicer of transcendental meditation he's a big believer in like dream logic and um just creative flow so he does things and there are scenes that are there for the feeling rather than to communicate a plot point even though sometimes they will contain elements of plot mm -hmm. and i find that to be fascinating and you mentioned like foreign films and stuff and he's very influenced by that and his style uh is similar to like experimental filmmakers really and he's been doing like weird yeah. experimental stuff while no one would give him money to make a movie uh or maybe he didn't i don't know if he wanted to make a movie he's made some smaller films uh, but i've heard that he had trouble like getting a larger budget together um, but of course this is Twin Peaks, so they're going to give the money and it's showtime. And they just, I guess they just kept on giving them money because first it was supposed to be like <laughs> six or eight episodes. Then it was like 10, then it was 10, 12. Now it's like 18. Hey, you know what we're going to do? 30 miles of C near Seattle. There's the great Northern hotel and they have like a Twin Peaks package. We should uh, do a double date one weekend. Let's do Northern. it, baby. Oh, key party solo. Let's do it. Let's swing, baby. <laughs> we'll be we'll be swinging from the rafters probably in bed by 11, but that, that would um, be the most Twin Peaks thing to do. Yeah, that's true. Or we could go solve a murder. Yeah. Have some cherry pie. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I'm excited. Are you I, I think it's going to be either really amazing or really bad, but um, I think I it's care. go. I think it's going to be very divisive, and I think that's awfully long. That is a lot of episodes, man. So I don't know, man. I would not be surprised to have like ten, fifteen minute scenes of like little people and guys in a bear costume with backwards voices and like smoke and then like a weird dude's face superimposed on it. I think it's going to be kind of nuts. I wonder, I wonder if it's going to take off from where season two ended. I mean, the, you, I mean, you can't literally, but I, I mean, does it, it's so the show was so uh, weird 
that I don't, it would be fine with me if they just kind of, if it's almost a, uh, spiritual sequel in a way, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he changes things that happen to suit a new plot. It could be a different dimensional dimension or. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Who knows? Who knows? Um, yeah, no, it's it's a. I'm just excited it's coming back. It's freaking awesome. I, but you're right too, man. It's like we could watch the first episode and be like, "This is cool," and then by the second, third, fourth episode, you're like, "Yo, this dude, this is interesting." We'll get. We'll yeah. Well, they're doing they're doing. I think a two hour premiere maybe, and then okay. the next two episodes are on Showtime's like app. You can watch them like the first four. I got that. So that scares me a little bit. You know, I don't know if I'm going to go ahead and watch the next ones or wait. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. Yeah. Watch them. Dum, dum, but then Wouldn't if you, you do, like some coffee, see, that's why that sucks. Because if you do watch it, then you have to wait a gotta... month. Or three. Yeah. Three weeks. Yeah. Until the next. Yeah. Three weeks till the next one. And you're like, you know, by that time, you kind of forgot what happened, too, because the show's probably insane. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I I, may just showtime it, not do the app. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be able to rewatch in time too, man, because that show is so I'm glad you told me about that podcast. I do remember a lot of it and I had rewatched it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think in the when I worked at world of video, I rewatched it because uh, we had the long. So you haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah. I mean, it's been like 15. It's been like, Probably like fifteen years. Yeah, dude. The man. the rewatch podcast is good because they do recap and they go into things, so it's kind of a fun listen. Okay, maybe we'll start remembering. It was two thousand four, two thousand five, but we had the original pilot. Remember for a long time? Oh, you couldn't get it. Yeah. I bought the first season, and then it didn't have the pilot, so I was like, "Screw this!" And then the gold box came out, so I bought that, marathoned, uh, and then I got the Blu-ray. So. I still haven't seen the missing pieces, I guess, from Fire Walk With Me. And I've only seen Fire Walk With Me once, so I'm definitely going to rewatch that before the new season just to, you know, Fire Walk With Me, believe it or not. A lot of people forget that. You were? <laughs> not me. Oh, who was Yeah, in- no, I was there. Who was in Fire? Who, who was in there? I, 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 you cut off there. Oh, his name is Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, oh yeah, I remember that man. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you were no. I thought you were forty-nine degrees in Washington D.C. right now. I don't know why that's popping up on my computer, but you know. All right, so boom, boom. All right, well, we didn't have time to talk about Arrival, so we're we're sorry to Arrival, uh, but maybe next week. Maybe. <laughs> so remember. Uh, you got a list, send it to me and Axel, the film list at gmail.com, the film list of the DVR podcasting network. You can go to dvrpodcast.com for all your DVR podcasts, uh, inquiries. It's just getting started. We're building an empire. So stay tuned, especially on the film list feed, because eventually the film list feed will be dead and will be exclusively 
on our DVR podcasting network feed or however we work it out. So I will let you know uh, the last film list episode that's going to be on the actual film list. Uh, but we're, we're, we're transforming into what we've been wanting to do for years, Axel. Yeah, baby. Which is much like, which is, <laughs> wow. much, which is much like this where we talk about television yeah. weekly and what, what we've been watching and what's going on and shit that's happening in the universe like that films and stuff. And I think it's going to be great, man. Do it, do it every week. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to always have content every week. I'm sure. And we're going to do a sports book, uh, podcast. We're going to do all kinds of stuff to kind of hit everything. Uh, so I'm, ex- I'm excited, brother. I'm glad my equipment's hooked up again in new, my new house and I'm ready to rock baby yeah brother Dara Gailey's we'll see you next time on the film alright man hello it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.